Welcome to Trash Compactor. I'm Josh, and today I'm joined by Fry. Hello. And Russ. Hi. And today we're going to be doing Force Awakens 95, the sequel, or the third in our trilogy of uh, prequels 1986 and Rogue One 77. Thought experiments for what if these films were made at alternate times with different casts and directors. And today we are doing the sequel trilogy, What If... The Force Awakens came out in 1995, The Last Jedi came out in 1998, and The Rise of Skywalker came out in 2001, which would be an uninterrupted new Star Wars movie every three years since the original came out in 1977, which brings up a thought, actually, that I that I was thinking about when I was coming up with my list and who might conceivably actually be cast in these roles. By 1995, we're seven movies in. I'm wondering, would Star Wars still have the cachet that it had or arguably has in the real world? Like when it's like a perennial thing, it's like like clockwork every three years. It's like, would it be like a James Bond sort of thing where it's like a feather in the cap? It's still fun, but it's not necessarily something that you would do for your career. Like, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I kind of I just due to the picks that I picked for my directors, I have to pretend that it still has cachet. Because I thought about that for a second. I'm like, should I just pick like, you know, somebody who would be not considered the most prestigious at the time? But then I don't know, like just usually that'd be the kind of thing I'd like to do. But I couldn't really find any names that really I was like interested in fantasizing about as if they made Star Wars. So I I kind of went with some more higher profile people. It just makes sense for the mid 90s for some reason. Yeah, that makes sense. Like a part of the fun of it is like the thought experiment aspect. So if you like have to restrict the fun choices, then then that makes sense. Uh, But yeah, I wonder if like, you know, especially by this point, we would be thinking like how much, how many directors even would want to do the latest entry in a long running franchise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for our prequel thing, I think a name we were throwing around was David Fincher because there was like a precedent for his big break was the third entry in a sci-fi franchise in Alien 3. So it's like, oh yeah, like I could see that. Yeah, but anyway, let's get down to it. So, The Force Awakens, 1995 version of The Force Awakens. Who are our picks for who would play Ray? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in right here. Uh, Carrie Russell is my choice for Ray. I have backups, but Carrie Russell would be my first choice. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. So, this is pre Felicity, right? It, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm skewing younger overall. But they're going to grow into the roles, and I think it's fine if everyone skews a touch younger for Force Awakens. I feel like in the 90s, they would have gone a bit younger because of Luke's age and Jedi. I feel like they were like, no, no, let's let's try to bring in a little bit of a younger audience, a fresher audience. Because uh, I think, yeah, maybe there's some Star Wars fatigue at that time. And so maybe mm. like, hey, let's get some younger, bright faces that our audience can kind of grow with. Let's get some actors that are just about to explode onto the scene. So I feel like Carrie Russell is right there. So she'd be my Ray, definitely. That's a good pick. Fry, what about you? Who's your Ray? Uh, Carrie Russell was actually like in my top like three, probably. Uh, but I'm gonna go with uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with Tandy Newton, um, Ooh, who good like pick. she's like probably most well known now for being in like Westworld. But around the time this would have come out, it would have been before the movie Beloved, that Oprah Winfrey movie. Um, but around that time. I think like maybe she was doing mostly like TV in England around the time. Like she would have been like in her early twenties then and in the movie Beloved. And also I was looking at some like interviews that she was doing around the time. Like she can do 
like affable, like, or she just comes, comes across as very affable. Like, um, so I think she could do that kind of caring and like kind and, uh, competent thing pretty well. But like, um, I think she would also give like a little, a little bit more of like an ethereal kind of quality to it. That would mm. not quite more edge, but like, um, like a little more, I think it would kind of serve the, the mystery, I guess, of who she is a little bit more. Um, cause that's kind of, in the in movie beloved, that's sort of something that her, like that's related to her character. Um, it's like, so she that's plays somebody mysterious. Pick. No, that's a really good pick. Um, I also like how, uh, so far we are picking people who would later in the real world actually be cast in star Wars films. Uh, cause she was in, um, <laughs> solo. Oh, right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people did. A lot of people. <laughs> Solo's great, man. Yeah, I feel like it, it kind of feels better in my mind. Like, I don't if I watch it again. Like, I don't know if I'm gonna like it more or be reminded that like I didn't like it that much. But yeah, I think I feel like I, now I do like it. Just thinking back on it, first third is solid. But anyway, <laughs> I think Solo is great. The only thing about Solo that I kind of lament is I would have loved to have seen the version with the original directors. 100%. Oh, right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like just because I think we ended up with a film that it seems to me played as a little safer in terms of like the star Wars vibe and star Wars format. And I'm really curious what God, I can't believe I'm blanking on their names. Lord and Miller. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, the Lego guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah the Lego guys. I'm Lego really boys. curious. <laughs> I'm really curious, like what they were doing that was so scary. <laughs> I bet um, it was awesome. I bet it was awesome. I digress. My uh, my pick for Ray is Mini Driver. Ooh. Oh, I like that one. She Ooh. would have been like in '95. She was 25, so she would have been like 23, 24 when they shot it. So that's about that's about right. Friend of the show and stalwart guest Johnny. Um, wished he could be here, but he sent some of his picks. He has Nev Campbell. Ooh. Nice. Uh, Clea Duvall. Ooh. Oh, Epic. wow. Yeah. Feruza Balk. Ooh. Nice. Like that. Man, I'd watch all of these. <laughs> and um, he has Natalie Portman on here as well, who only would have been 13 <clears throat> at the time. I don't know that that. Yeah, I thought about that. But then, so that I'm was like, also that... like she did the professional '94. So I don't know that she right. would have necessarily been on anyone's radar for the production of this 1995 Force Awakens. But I like where John's head's at. Yeah, but that makes sense because that was kind of one thing I was trying to go for. Is a, I was thinking if it's the character is going to be the same age that she is in the actual movie, it's like 19, right? Like. So something like you can, that. Yeah. I mean, like you can cat somebody can play younger, but then like if they're if they're somebody that's well known and they've played roles that are like older than college age already, like yeah. it's kind of harder to buy into that. So like I think that's probably part of the reason why they cast like a relative unknown for the yeah. actual movie. And like you'd want to do something like that. For sure. Somebody who is like at the beginning, very beginning of their career. Can I throw out a few more? Because like I've this is yeah, like one where do. I have the most of Sarah Polly, who I looked at, she was like acting like for 10 years at that point. So, I mean, like she was like, she's actually a little bit younger than the character would be. Like she had been like 15 or 16 or something like that. But I feel like she's kind of got like a certain like maturity to her. That would have been interesting. And uh, 
you know Tara Fitzgerald from the movie like Sirens and like the Englishman who went up the hill who came down a mountain like she was kind of big English actress like in the mid 90s no how do you spell her name uh T-A-R-A Fitzgerald oh yes yes she would have been good so what she would have been like 20 I think she's like a little bit older but yeah but she she could play young she looks like she could play young so yeah no that's good and that's also like definitely not a a very recognizable face with american audiences so that's a good that's a good pick so it reminds me of like daisy ridley a little bit yeah you know what it was this would never happen um but 95 was a year that rosario dawson was in kids um and she was actually mm-hmm. like a strong actor, like already at the point. So it would have been interesting to see her do. I mean, that's like, I don't know how you get from kids to Star Wars, but. <laughs> well, no, a very it's informed just... casting director. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that is their job. Um, no, yeah, I think I think maybe a couple years, a couple years off in terms of timing. But that I mean, she would have been great. Yeah. And also Kate Winslet. Would have been between Heavenly Creatures and Titanic. You know what? You're right. Kate Winslet. I think Kate Winslet just jumped up to my number one, I think. It would be like, that's like one where I feel like the character would be very different than the Daisy Ridley version. That's true. Wow. So many. I'm sticking with Carrie Russell. Sticking with Carrie Russell. I'm not getting, I'm not getting a suede. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do like Carrie Russell. That's like, yeah. No, Carrie Russell is good. Um, Okay, shall we move on to Finn? Uh, uh, yes. I'll, I'll kick this one off, but I think I, I have uh, my caveat is in my head, I've rewritten this film to be uh, correct. So for me, <laughs> um, wow. uh, okay. uh, R- R- yeah, Ray and Kylo are the solo twins, and, and young Anakin, the third uh, child of Luke and uh, of Han and Leia, uh, are that's the relation. Um, so that way, Finn can be a love interest. Uh, for Ray or not doesn't matter either way um, that I would have gone that way. It makes the most sense. They could have pulled what they wanted from the, from the, you know, the uh, at the time expanded universe. Um, so with that in mind also um, doesn't have to be a love interest. So I went one of two ways if they're a love interest or if they're not. So, uh, so if Finn is a love interest, uh, I'm picking Ryan Felipe uh, as my Finn, but Pick. Uh, if not a love interest, because I don't think they would have gone for a lesbian storyline, I would pick Aaliyah. Uh, oh, oh nice. I had, I have Aaliyah on my list. My my backup uh, though, uh, if it if not Ryan Felipe, I'd go Omar Epps. Um, that that would be my backup at the time. Uh, Good picks. So, Good so picks. yeah, so those are because it, it really depends. Like if it's Aaliyah, she didn't have to be a stormtrooper. She probably wouldn't have been. She could have been an imperial officer of some type on the scene at that moment. Uh, so yeah, and I feel like back then they would have made sure if his stormtrooper would be it could be the Ryan Felipe or Omar Epps, but yeah, that's me. Good picks, Fry. Who's your Finn? Um, I meant to pick other ones, uh, or like extra ones, but I'm gonna go with uh, Jeffrey Wright. Like, oh. if you ever see the movie uh, Basquiat, the mm-hmm. the biopic would have been like around that time. Um, yep. Just so if you've seen that, you can envision like what he would look like around the time. And also, he was in uh, a couple episodes of the Young Indiana Jones show. He was? Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like that could have been like the path to his casting. Like, Interesting. It was like one of his first roles. Okay. All right. Um, my pick is 
Freddie Prince Jr. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Though mm-hmm. though Omar Epps, John had also picked Omar Epps or Makai Pfeiffer. I think Omar Epps probably edges out for me. He also has on here Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Yeah, I mean though though I don't know though when was Goodwill Hunting? Wasn't that ninety seven? Ninety seven, yeah. But they were they were in things at that no. time. They wouldn't no, have yeah, been famous. No, well, yeah. I mean that's another consideration. Like along the lines of what I was saying earlier. This is the seventh entry in a long-running, like, perennial franchise. So, like, you probably have to... You're probably more likely to get someone who's not a star yet. Yeah. Unless they happen to be, like, a huge fan and, like, and just, like, you know, want to do it for something that... Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and Mini Driver with us. (laughs) Yeah. Right, I was going to say. It's like, yeah, we get um, Matt Damon for Finn, Ben Affleck for either Poe or Kylo Ren. And Mini Driver is Ray. And now we just and need Robin we Williams. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now we can cast Robin Williams as, I don't know, Snoke? <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, just says it like genie. He does it genie style. Right. He's like, <laughs> like, shut and up, animated. Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> and he can be animated instead of CG. He can be like, <laughs> it can be like an animated character. <laughs> Yeah, at the time, uh, Matt Damon was coming off of like school ties. He'd done some like TV movies, but yeah, he would be in the kind of the up and coming, uh, like not broken through yet. Uh, Isn't Ben Affleck also in school ties? Those guys just can't get enough of each other. (laughs) Yes, he is. He's is Chesty Smith is his character. (laughs) He is a Chesty Smith. (laughs) I had to say it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. No. Okay. I like these ideas for Finn. Um, let's move on to Poe. Who's our Who's our Poe? Russ, do you want to go? Yeah, I only have one choice: Paul Walker. Wait, uh, so this would have been like Tammy and the T Rex era Paul Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that <laughs> yeah. would be good. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's I, I see his future trajectory. It, yeah, he's he's Poe. Also, Poe wasn't supposed to live past the first film. Uh, he was right. supposed to be a little bit bit player and. I'm going in my my head canon of the better corrected version of Force Awakens that he does die. So he's like, eh, whatever. He's just a co- cocksure pilot, and boom, done. So yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, Fry. Who's your who's your Poe? Um, I'm gonna go with John Cusack. Because <laughs> really? like this, yeah. This, wow. It kind of completely changes the character because he is definitely the Sigma male version of uh, of Poe. <laughs> Wait, did you say did you say Sigma male? Yeah. Sorry, I did. Maybe I haven't maybe I've been not spending enough time on the internet lately, but what is what does Sigma male denote? It's like a, a an alpha without like a like a lone wolf kind of like it would be an alpha, but like he doesn't give a shit about being an oh, alpha. So he's kind of oh, like wow. in the corner being <laughs> kind of a like confident, a... confident, cool kind of uh yeah. only relies on himself, yeah. Yeah, like a James Dean sort of a vibe. Yeah, but like so, but he could still like be cracking jokes. He could still be cracking jokes with the with the gang, kind of like Poe does by especially by like Rise of Skywalker. But like it would be a little bit less genial. Like it would be like and a little a lot more sarcastic. Wow! But okay. he could still. Uh, I'm uh, but this is uh, this is like think of like Gross Point <laughs> Blank John Cusack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no. I've, <laughs> No, I see it. Um, so my pick for Poe, it presumes that 
the character, he is a mainstay of the films and is, you know, one of the trio, not originally to die off. But uh, Will Smith, instead of Independence Day, he does he does this. But I guess in the spirit of the he gets killed off after the first scene, um, I guess Harry Connick Jr. I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> He would have been. He would have been the Harry Connick Jr. of Force Awakens. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's perfect. Um, if anyone in the audience doesn't understand why that's funny, go rent Independence Day or not rent stream. I don't know how you, how you <laughs> go get the go get a tape. Go get a tape of Independence Day. <laughs> um. So some of John's picks for Poe, he says. These people are are older than Ray Finn and Kylo Ren, but must register as younger than the original Star Wars main cast. He's got uh, Benicio del Toro on here. I actually had that on the list too. He's got Lou Diamond Phillips on here. Ooh, I like. Nice. Actually, yeah, got, I actually really like that one. He's got Matthew McConaughey on here. Yeah. Nice. Christian Slater. I have Christian Slater. <laughs> I think I think John should be a casting director. <laughs> <laughs> Send him back and in time. He also he also has Will Smith, but in parentheses, if he can cope with not being the star, uh, which was a concern of his at the time. Though that said, in Independence Day, he is a part of an ensemble. So I think given the right material or something that he really wanted to do, I feel like the character of Poe as the hotshot, like Han Solo-ish pilot, I feel like he would have potentially been down to do it because like they would have been casting this in like 93 so i don't know but yeah no all good names one more you mcgregor (laughs) (laughs) Um, i mean it would have been like right before train spotting no and also like he would have gotten in the pilot seat right after his his uncle Dennis Lawson, who played Wedge in the original trilogy would have been a close oh yeah (laughs) uh, a closer lineage that's actually weird. That would have been weird if that happened. <laughs> yeah, that would have been weird. Um, okay, what about uh, Kylo Ren, my friends? Uh, uh, real quick, I just want to stick this in there. Since I corrected the film, uh, there's the character of young Anakin, uh, the uh, third uh, child of Han and Leia, and that would be played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, so moving on, um, Kylo Ren. Nice. <laughs> uh, so for Kylo Ren... Um, I had a few choices like uh, I think DiCaprio is already out of range and uh, Heath Ledger, but I think Jared Leto, uh, I would uh, coming off of my so-called life. That's perfect. um, Which actually reminded me, uh, I actually wanted to, if it wasn't Aaliyah, I'd also say Claire Danes as Finn, because I think her energy to contrast Carrie Russell could have been a really interesting (laughs) uh, partner dynamic. Um, of those two because i want finn to be force sensitive and ultimately become a jedi like ray so i feel like those two with very different personality types uh, would be good but yeah the my so-called life connection uh jared leto uh as kylo ren so i think he has the dark energy and we've seen that in other films that's a good yeah point. that's a good one i actually considered claire danes for ray at one point no mm. yeah so did i actually i don't know no. why i didn't mention her but yeah on the uh, other side i think but yeah yeah, well, how old was um how old was Daisy Ridley? She was like twenty one or something like that. I think she was, yeah, born in ninety three. So she, she might have been 92. like twenty twenty or ninety two. Yeah. So in so when they were shooting Force Awakens, so Force Awakens came out in twenty fifteen. They were shooting it in twenty twenty 
14? Probably. So she would have been 22. Yeah. Right. But yeah, Claire Danes would have been, because I think she was like 14 or 15 when she did like My So-Called Life. So she would have been about that age. Yeah. Get a little, a little too young, I think, for her to realistically have been cast, though. I mean, I could buy it. So who's our Kylo Ren? I'm not happy with this one, but Christian Bale. Oh, that's actually not a bad pick. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Right after um, fresh off of Swing Kids. <laughs> I'm actually not thrilled with mine either, but um, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Actually, yeah. You know, that would have been interesting because did he play anybody like that at that point? He's all kind of either I don't, I don't think dudes he or. Had... I mean, I'm just thinking of like Johnny Mnemonic. Is that yeah at that time? Right. And I don't right. know. Like I, I was just kind of thinking maybe one of those opportunities where like he just may have wanted to stretch his range and also like done a Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> but also, like I feel like a lot of Calderon's dialogue is pretty terse, and like he does well with that. Yeah, in my especially in my when he's talking to Force Awakens. Ultimately, uh, Kylo, you know, you know Ben Ben Solo uh, comes around earlier, um, and and is you know, or or, or not dark sided at all. Actually, in my version, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think it's good because he has the lightness of of being, and I think I think uh, Keanu works really well for that. Interesting. Yeah. Johnny's got some good ones. Steven Dorf. Mm. Oh, yeah. I do like that mm-hmm. one. I like that. Um, kind of short, uh, though, right? Uh, <laughs> wrong Dorf or no? <laughs> yeah, I think wrong Dorf. I think you're thinking. I think you're thinking. No, Steven Dorf is, I think, is pretty short, isn't he? <laughs> is he? It's a Dorf thing. Gotta, he's, a little yeah. guy. he's a little guy. I got I to gotta look this up. <laughs> Steven. Okay, Google. Steven Dorf height. <laughs> or, or is okay. that what we do now <laughs> look alive google but i'm talking we're talking tim conway right <laughs> <laughs> That's he's short and, and on golf well this is sensitive territory for me because steven dorf is my height he is five eight. Oh well no i feel like that's a lie i feel like that's pat i feel like he's like five six <laughs> what what are you basing this on <laughs> like the i feel like because he's times I feel like run into him at the coffee shop I feel like I've, I've seen him movies like standing next to other people and he's like hey <laughs> <laughs> and he's also uh, just he, kind of got the proportions of somebody who's five six okay <laughs> said a tall guy <laughs> yeah said a tall guy um john also has an interesting one Feruza Balk again, who was um, uh, one of his oh, that would have been so cool picks for yeah. Ray. But I think if we're not sticking to male, I think she's got that kind of immature sort of uh, yeah. Oh man, that's really good darkness there. Yeah, that's who I was trying to. That's like the kind of quality I was trying to find, but I wasn't smart enough to look outside of men <laughs> like a male actors. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, why can't I find this? He also has Josh Hartnett. Okay. Yeah, and like yeah. And that would have been like. Th- didn't he make his debut in like ninety eight? Yeah, I think. Oh, well, he was in the f- uh, the faculty. Right, that and and uh, Halloween H two O same year. I think H two O was the first one that was released, and he got like an oh, introducing right. credit. Oh, I I did not know that. Um, okay, uh, let's move on to. Do you want to do Hux or Snoke next? Well, I don't have a Snoke. 
I'm just my Snoke is Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, okay, so let's do Hux. Uh, so I have a few here. Um, I think I think my Hux is either Guy Pierce, or I can oh. never say his name here, but uh, David Strayhorn. Strayhorn. Stray- Oh yeah, oh Strathairn. Uh, yeah. Strath- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think, I think David Strathairn, 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 Strath- David S. I think he's gonna be my uh, my Hux. <laughs> I like that. No, I like that too. I was thinking um, either Paul McGann or Richard E. Grant from uh, with Nail and I. Ooh, oh, nice. Either one of them. Oh, I like how you them. shift like Richard E. Grant. Just like an interesting role shift there. From <laughs> right from. The same basic. He basically plays an older version of yeah. that character in Rise of Skywalker. So, so if you just like rewind thirty years or so, or twenty years, I guess. No, twenty. I don't know. I can't do math. Um, John. He also has Richard E. Grant. He has Tim Roth, who I think. Oh, Tim Roth is going to be mine. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> was... Tim Roth would have been good. And Robert Carlyle, Johnny Lee Miller, and Ewan McGregor. Oh, Johnny Lee Miller is a good one. Yeah, Johnny Lee Miller is a good one. Hux. And this is one where I have like a lot of them, so I'm just gonna share like a few of them. Like uh uh John Hawks. Oh um, yeah. um Kurtwood Smith, you know, like from that seventy oh, show. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Robocop fame. Like, cause it, right, like if he, he could have been like starting out as Robo, Robocop character and then he turns into <laughs> red. And <laughs> Great character, oh, and uh, Xander Berkeley. I don't, he's like, kind oh of a character. yeah, Xander yeah. Berkeley would have been good for Hux. So, so are we saying Hux is like a little bit, a little bit older than he was uh, portrayed in the the movie? Yeah, I think so. I guess if you want to get, well, no, this would have been even younger. I have Sam Rockwell on here. I would have gone older. Sam, Ooh. Sam, Sam Rockwell's a good pick. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know who I like the most out of all these. There's some good picks in there. Um, I feel like Tim Roth is pretty good. Yeah, Tim Roth is good. He also has the accent going for him to maintain the continuity of all the bad guys having yeah. uh, <laughs> British accents. Um, so shall we do Snoke? Yeah, I got a, I got a number one for Snoke. Uh, Robert Edlin. Ooh, good one. I feel like he's, good one. he's someone uh, comfortable in makeup, prosthetics, uh, playing yeah. playing evil, but also... Like I feel like he would have brought like a really unique flavor. Cause like you're, you know, it's going to be an in-person character. It's not, you know, it's going to be a real human, not CG. Um, I feel like, and he kind of has that look. He doesn't even need to be made up very much. I, you know, for that character per se. I also want Daniel no, yeah, Day-Lewis I, in the mix. Yeah, well, I don't know if he would have done it. How do you, how do yeah. you method act as, how do you method act as a, uh, whatever he was? <laughs> I'd like to see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're you're a space you're an evil space wizard, and somebody quote made you. No, <laughs> 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 yeah, I like that pick just because I would like to see how a method actor of his of his stature would handle that that acting challenge i would like to it's like he he probably would have like shadowed like a dictator from a a former soviet bloc nation and like <laughs> like I, I don't know i don't know where my mind is going um <laughs> no you're probably that's probably about right i don't think i could do better than uh richard edland i think it's the the right match of like genre familiarity stature look 
having played similar kinds of characters, I'm sold on on Richard Edlund. I think that's I think yeah. that's great. Um, Fry, what about you? You got some Snokes? No, Snokes. I was like trying to. I didn't. For, I didn't. I forgot to pick one for him. But like just now, I was trying to think. Uh, like I keep on. What's the guy from? Uh, he's on Fringe, and he's also in Lord of the Rings. Uh, John Noble. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what he would what what he was doing in the mid nineties, but like somebody like him. That's how I was just, like somebody who's like kind of like can do that yeah. disgusting like uh, like eating something like and yeah, <laughs> like that kind of deal. That's a good but, pick. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that is a good pick. You know who I just thought of? William B. Davis, who was the cigarette smoking man in the X Files. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. That's, that's pretty, he much, pretty Snoke, much is Snoke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's pretty much Snoke. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think this is a reminder to our audience that they should all rewatch the X Files. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but stop after season five. Stop after the movie. Grudgingly, I will admit there are a smattering of worthwhile episodes in seasons six through nine. But um, I would watch. This is not an X Files podcast. Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go watch everything and make your own judgments. That's that's always my advice on watching anything. Um, so John has some interesting choices for Snoke. He has Gary Oldman, mm. who, who I think would have done it if it was a voice. I don't know if he would have done, it. or maybe he would have pulled a Hannibal and like been under so much prosthetic and just not taking was, a, a credit. I was just going to say like, it would, it, like I pay, I'm picturing a cross between his Hannibal character and his fifth element character. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's tricky to. <laughs> reconcile <laughs> um no well that's true actually and maybe that's where john was coming from because um yeah fifth element is you know kind of like a french star wars basically so yeah maybe that's what he had in mind but um you know going back also, a little bit one of my other Kylo Ren's was, was gary oldman because like you forget like at the time he was like 36 37 he's like true. And he's he like skewed younger pretty yeah fairly like handsome younger guy like and i always think of him as being like 50 years old but in the 90s he was not. no yeah like i'm even thinking of him as um you know like when i think of 90s gary oldman i think of two things i think of lee harvey oswald and jfk yeah um and i think of the main terrorist in air force one Oh yeah, and <laughs> and, the, and the professional. oh yes and the professional of course yeah so but that's wild though like like if you think of gary oldman in the professional and Gary Oldman in JFK, like those those two characters seem way more than three years apart. It's like his Lee Harvey Oswald feels young. Yeah. And his character in The Professional, you don't get those. He's a he's a good actor, this Gary Oldman. I hope he gets some work. <laughs> <laughs> some of John's others are Christopher Eccleston, who I could see potentially doing it. And Ray Fiennes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, refines is good. And I have one that I didn't send in the list I sent out to you guys, but there's a character that appears at the beginning of The Force Awakens in only two scenes, Lorsan Tekka, who's played by Max von Sydow, who I think is just really an excuse like to get an older actor to lend some gravitas to the movie. So in that spirit, the 1995 equivalent of Max von Sydow, I'm thinking, is either a cameo from from Peter O'Toole or Anthony Quinn. Hmm. I think maybe Anthony Quinn would edge out Peter O'Toole if if I were the casting director. But 
Yeah, um, I should have really liked Anthony Quinn because that would have been. He's like a different kind of gravitas than Max Pensado. Uh, yeah, it's like a little gruffer, I guess. No, and as you mentioned off air, Fry, he was fresh off a cameo in Last Action Hero. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's like what what his agent was they booking for. Him for at the time. <laughs> he would have also been in a pool in this one for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my client's only doing gigs that are one day shooting, and he must be in a pool. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Do we have any Maz Kanadas? I mean, one person came to mind immediately, and then I had to check out uh, Estelle Getty. I was like, 100% Estelle Getty, but that she died in 92. (laughs) (laughs) man. But I had a backup immediately ready, uh, Zelda Rubenstein. Oh, nice. Who's oh, yeah, really? yeah. Rubenstein. Uh, from Poltergeist. From Poltergeist. Oh, okay. Like, I, like a per, like she doesn't even have to do anything. Maybe, maybe a tweak less southern, but yeah, like, like, like she could totally. Play yeah. Human. <laughs> she's also very, very small, I believe. So, like, she's a perfect choice to play uh, Miles Kanata. I like it. I like it. Yeah. It's too bad that um, Estelle Getty wasn't available <laughs> because she would have been. <laughs> oh, uh, so she that died. Been my choice. She died right after Sapphire and my mom. She would come out, came out. No, I guess so. Because, her. Uh, that was like <laughs> the movie killed her. <laughs> <what> you said. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, Sapphire and my mom would shoot. Oh, my mom will shoot. Was nineteen ninety two? Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh boy. Was it like was it like dedicated to her? <laughs> <laughs> Fry. Do you have any Maz Kanadas? Um, Frances Sternhagen. She's like Sheriff's wife in Misery. She's actually been in. She was in the okay. Paul movie of Raising Cain. Um, okay. I feel like I see that because I don't know. I was trying to pick my vision now that like Russ is good because you can actually play like Zelda Rubenstein or Zelda if she was alive. Like they could have just had some, like a little bit of makeup on him. So because I, I was trying to envision like how they would do the character, and I figured either way, if she was physically playing it, like that could work potentially. But she could also just do the voice because she's got kind of a elderly, wise voice, just kind of naturally. Even though she was like younger than she's still alive, and she was like younger at, at the time she was only in her sixties, but she came across as older. No, I like it. My so because I think the idea for Maz Kanata was that she was sort of like a Yoda-like character. So I'm thinking she's a puppet, and the likeness was inspired by Estelle Getty. That makes sense uh, w- uh, with the voice. Uh, by the, I believe, Vietnamese woman that was a lot of the basis for the Ewok language. She like smoked like three packs of cigarettes a day since she was five, and she had like a really, really interesting voice, according to Ben Burt. Um, let's move on to Captain Phasma. All right, got... I'll go with I'll go with Grace Jones. Grace Jones. She's like tall, like statuous, like a uh, black woman that was in what? Oh, movie? oh, yeah, right. Yes, yes, yes. Right. right. And what's funny is at the, so I looked up what she was doing movie wise uh, around 95, and she was in this like very low budget movie called Cyber, I think Cyber Bandits, like Robert Hayes is in it. <laughs> and like uh, I looked at the trailer, and her character actually has like a Maz Kanata costume, basically. He's got these like goggles like on That's her head. Funny. I'm like, <laughs> Um, and I'm watching later. Oh wow! Yeah, she was in she was in a View to a Kill, the Bond movie. View to a Kill, yeah. In. And the, the um, second Conan film. Yeah, yeah, I think a View to a Kill was that the last of the Roger Moore's. Yes. When I did my James Bond rewatch at the beginning of COVID, I found a View to a Kill much more enjoyable than its reputation. I think it deserves a uh, reevaluation. Um, 
Yeah, isn't it like Christopher Walken the villain in it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh Russ, do you have a Phasma? Yeah, uh I don't know where this came from, but I said Rob Lowe. <laughs> Rob Lowe for Captain Phasma. Okay. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I feel like I feel like I see him playing a character uh with with a uh some sort of like a little bit of a Napoleon complex uh chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I don't know. It just uh I like your your vision here. Yeah, it's like it's, this would be this would have been like Tommy Boyera, Rob Lowe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. A little, little <laughs> a little unexpected, but I feel like you know, get him in the, get him in that chrome. Let's do it. <laughs> um chrome the low. Of, yeah. Speaking of Tommy Boy, if, uh to go back to Hux for a second, if we're going with that like younger Weasley thing, we could do a David Spade. You throw David Spade. <laughs> <in>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been great if Chris Farley played Pride. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, right. Like, right. If it's if it's if it uh, David Spade is Hux and then Pride is, is Chris yeah. Farley later. And he ends up having him <laughs> shot like Chris Farley is <laughs> uh, well John's Phasmus, he has three. Uh Carrie Ann Moss, which was mine. Oh nice. Gina Gershon and Famke Jensen. Yeah, I had Famke Jensen. Um, oh, that's, that's a great cool. choice. Yeah, um, she was in um at this time, I think uh she did Goldeneye. Right. Mm. So so yeah, so so that's uh, that's interesting. That's uh, the second James Bond villain uh, pick for Phasma. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a couple other. Gina Davis <laughs> would have been funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. Gina Davis would have been funny. Sigourney Weaver. Um, yeah. I feel like that would have been wasted on Sigourney Weaver's talents. Like, might as well yeah. cast her as, like, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> what about Lucy Lawless? Who would have been, like, Ray? Perfect. She would have been perfect. Yeah, yeah she would have been perfect for Ray. I mean, for, uh, right. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, maybe, right. but, uh, uh, for Phasma, yes, a little Xena warrior princess in there. Um, do we have any thoughts on director for Force Awakens 1995? Uh, I'm going to go with Jonathan Demi. Wow. And like, so, so like, this is, we were talking about this before, like the, if you go like somebody who's less established or kind of like more of a B movie director, but let's pretend for a second that Jonathan Demi is going to do this after. Uh, Sounds of the Lambs, and, Lambs. And, yeah, and, after, after and, winning an Oscar for Sounds of the Lambs and Philadelphia, and then like before Beloved, um, but I feel like that kind of makes Tandy Newton like a little it make more sense because she had to work with him twice. But I just feel like his style, like depending on the script, like he could kind of potentially like kind of capture the original Star Wars kind of like sense of like fun and adventure, but like '90s style. Like, but so mm. it would be a complete rehash, kind of like Force Awakens actually is. And like, maybe even if the script is that, like, it would be kind of a little more disguised. And they're because mm. if you think before Signs of the Lambs, he did like he did some comedies and he's got kind of a very like humanist touch, I guess. Like, the uh, even before like there was like something wild and like a couple of comedies before that, that I think I don't know, that would have been interesting. But also, it's mainly just because I think that the if assuming the Han Solo death scene is in there, uh, like kind of as is, like his close ups where the characters look at the camera would have been oh, yeah. out pretty well there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that, well, so that's interesting. So, so a thought that just occurred to me, which was not my pick for director, but if we're going like probably wouldn't have, but there are justifications that you could make for this thought experiment. Uh, Brian De Palma, because he was friends with George Lucas. He famously ripped the rough cut a new asshole, and then as an apology, he rewrote the opening crawl for Star Wars. 
<laughs> and in this period, I guess where like the Untouchables, right, is around yeah. here. Or eighty seven. Yeah. Oh, really? Is that eighty seven? Yeah. I thought it was early nineties. Okay, okay, my bad. It looks um, kind of like a, it looks it like a ninety one like movie. Carlito's Way in ninety three. Ninety. Okay. Yeah, and then Mission okay. Impossible. Ninety six. Right, Mission then, Impossible. Yeah. Right, and then and then Mission Impossible. Um, and then I'm also thinking he did that like Mars movie sh- uh, shortly after this time. So he's like, he's like not averse to sci-fi. Like, I don't know. What is that movie called? I hated that movie. A uh, mission to Mars in 2000. Yeah. yeah mission- <laughs> there was that in the like red planet, uh, with Val Kilmer. Remember this came out at the same time. Right. Yeah. Uh, another one of those volcano Dante's <laughs> peak Armageddon deep impact yeah. imbroglios. I don't know if I used that word properly. I don't think it did. <laughs> uh, I, I like the well. way it. Yes, I like the way it rolls off the tongue. Thank you, Ambroglio. Um, Russ, do you have any directors for Force Awakens '95? Yeah, I'm still throwing my hat in for Catherine Bigelow. Like, I'm, I'm going to get her okay. making a Star Wars right. movie. Like, I don't know how All long right. it's going to take. It's which trilogy it's going to be, but she's doing it. My real uh, pick for a director is Frank Marshall who was the other half of the Kathleen Kennedy, Frank Marshall producing duo. I believe they're married. And Frank Marshall produced Jurassic Park and the Indiana Jones films and directed the 1995 film Congo. Oh, right, right. So if we are going in the other direction of, like, not the caliber of a Jonathan Demme or a friend like a Brian De Palma, you know, giving your longtime producer collaborator a shot at directing the seventh entry in a franchise that is, you know, unsinkable. I'm thinking instead of Congo, we'll give him star Wars seven, the force awakens. <laughs> That's really good. Know. Along those, I, I actually know. forgot to mention like the alternate one that I had, which is kind of more like in that mindset, uh, Frank Oz, he yeah, would have, right. no matter what he said, Frank Marshall, cause he, I think he produced uh, this movie that like the, uh, this is the year. Return out, yeah, yeah, right. Um, but I was thinking of it ending in the cupboard because it would have been the same year. Ending in the cupboard. Sorry, no, yeah, um, that's what I was thinking. Last the pick. In the I like that movie. Uh, which was the first film, I believe, since Return of the Jedi to have a live action Darth Vader. Yeah, mm. and like there was, I was watching a YouTube video recently. Quarter crew, like they were kind of marveling at the yeah, special effects in that movie, like the like because there was like really good minute. They do really good miniatures in that. So it was done, you know, it was like obviously an island. So I feel like that is the, out of all the movies that Frank Oz directed, because he did a lot of like the Jim Henson stuff. And, uh, but that's like the one that has the most like Star Wars-y special effects. And like, so he would have been, I guess, kind of closest to directing something like a Star Wars right around that time. I think that's actually a really good pick. Um, and I want to correct myself. Uh, Frank Oz did not direct Return to Oz. I'm thinking of Walter Murch who was, you know, the famed film editor and also did sound design for Apocalypse Now and uh, THX 1138. And I don't wow, know I if that. he did it for American Graffiti, but he edited The Conversation and I believe he edited The Godfather. And I mean, he's like the editor's editor, basically. But yeah, he directed Return to Oz, I think was his feature debut. Um, so yeah, maybe Walter Murch may have directed one of these have another connection, though. Return to Oz, starring uh, Feruza Balk as Dorothy. Hey, right. okay. Yeah. Maybe we're, we're okay. We're there. Yeah. Feruza Balk. We're start, starting to edge up to uh, front runner here for anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Put we're her in the movie. I like, something. I like how, like, among all this, we can kind of suss out, like, a 
a movie that could have conceivably happened. Like if this was the reality. Right. Of, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, okay. Those are, uh, that's everyone from the force awakens, which is the bulk of the casting. Is there anyone that I left off or, or any names that you guys want to throw in the ring for either any of the characters or directors or even like a special effects sequence? I was trying to think of, you know, like the, the guys from the raid, that Indonesian action movie, like had that cameo. Oh, yeah. Right. I was trying to like think of who it would have been, like if there was the same type of thing that happened. Because I guess they helped the choreographer in the movie, and that's how. And then they are like, "Hey, do you want to roll while you're here? Do you want to have this role? Like, would it be like yeah. Donnie Yen? <laughs> and, like, yeah, that's I don't what know I was about else. to say. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Okay, well, let's move on to the new characters in the Last Jedi. Do we have any Rose Ticos? John has a good one. Melanie Linsky, who's on Yellow Jackets right now. Oh, that's great! In, I love she was her. In Heavenly Creatures. Yeah, I like that. I would. I, I had one. Um, uh, Robin Tooney. That's oh, good too. That is a good one. So, so we're also connecting back to uh, Frieza Balk again through the craft with uh, Robin Tooney as Rose Tico. My backup would be also uh, uh, Rachel True from the craft, and then my third was Katie Holmes, a little bit on the young side though. Oh, interesting. I but it'd be like fun to have like going. like a young mechanic. Like like she's like way too young, but she's a mechanic and like like yeah. wants to get in the action. Like no no no, you stay back. She's like, no, I don't want to get in there. I think that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, like, now what are you, that, seven? Uh, you've got my head what? in Empire Records. I'm thinking of um, how come how come nobody said Liv Tyler for Ray? Oh yeah yeah. She she <laughs> was on my 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 C tier of that list, but yeah, she was she's bouncing around a little bit. So so I'll throw uh, uh, Liv Tyler in for Rose. Nice. Yeah, Katie Holmes uh, might be out because I think her first thing was the ice storm in 97. Yeah, a little too yeah. young. So maybe she could be yeah. the sister uh, with no lines. Well, I, I think you throw Liv Tyler in some, not coveralls, but more like overalls. Like, I'm in. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah, like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why you're right that it is supposed to be, it should be coveralls with her, but you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, do we have any Admiral Holdos? Is she a Vice Admiral? Vice Admiral Holdo? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> um, played by Laura Dern in the uh, the actual film. Uh, uh, do we have any Holdos? Yeah. Um, no, I, got, I got to say, so Fry doesn't steal my, my answers. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> Elizabeth Shue would be probably my first choice. Oh, that's a good one. Interesting yeah. choice. I like it. And my backup is uh, Mary Elizabeth uh, uh, um, Master, Master Antonio. Antonio. Yeah, yeah, she's on right. uh, she's on John's list. Yeah, John knows what's good. I'm gonna go the opposite direction of like the tall tall woman. I'm gonna go with Holly Hunter. <laughs> ooh, ooh, Holly Hunter. That's like good. It. Damn. All right, that's really good. commanding <laughs> commanding while being short. <laughs> ooh, I love that. Mine was Helen Hunt. Ooh, oh, yeah. Hunt. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Helen Hunt is my is my Vice Admiral Holdo. Um, John has some great ones. He's got he's got Angela Bassett, mm-hmm. Michelle oh, yes. Yeoh, who hadn't yet done Tomorrow Never Dies, but may have. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. So so uh, I was saying The Last Jedi is 1998. So she would have done Tomorrow Never Dies. She was like a, a star, like not an English or uh, 
Hollywood movies. Yeah, no, no, but I'm just thinking in terms of like uh, like mainstream Hollywood. Yeah, um, she wouldn't yet be known um, to the world like like the like the Hollywood right. side. Yeah, right. So like so like choosing to do a film like this at that moment in one's career is like a is like a choice. Um, I have a couple. Uh, oh, so. Uh, uh, no, John has a lot. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, mm-hmm. uh, Francis McDormand, uh, Gina yeah. Davis, <laughs> yep. Maggie Chung. Okay. Oh, didn't have that one. That's yeah. good. And also the aforementioned Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio, who um, should have been in more things. So, oh man, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, outside Glenn Close. Ooh. Glenn Close is good. Yeah, Glenn Close yeah. is good. I like that a lot. And Angelica Houston. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yes, uh, that was actually yes. I you I had thought of Angelica Houston. She would have. I think she would be perfect. You guys are on fire. That's great. That's inspired. <laughs> and also Susan Sarandon. Uh, Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These are great choices. Wow. Put them in a Star Wars. All right. <laughs> um. Do we have any DJs? The Benicio del Toro character. Um. Fry. Would you like? Um. Uh, the f- I'm gonna go with uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Ooh, Ooh, nice! I like Ooh. it. I like it. Uh, Russ, have the any DJs? Yeah, I was gonna do the the the, the classic uh, right back at you, Benicio del Toro as DJ, because um, I think he was coming off the usual sus, uh, the right. suspects at the time, so he would have been yeah, that, in the yeah. in like like enough of a name, like oh hey, check this guy out. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was also mine and was also one of John's. Uh, John's other one was Lori Petty, who, who who I remember most from A League of Their Own and uh, from Tank Girl. Right. Uh, Tank, Tank Girl is exactly what I'm thinking. That came out in uh, 95. So, yeah. yeah. I have some other DJs. Nick Nolte. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. I want to see like, that. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Campbell. That made me, I just thought of him Ooh. because of Ooh, him and Jason, Jennifer Jason Lee together in Hudsucker Proxy. So once I thought of her, I thought of him. Um, oh, yeah, that would have been great too. You're hired. Chris, Christian Slater. Okay, uh, yeah. Slater would have been good. Yeah, because like you're thinking about this character, he's like he's like he's got to be someone that you're not sure about, but also he delivers the goods, and then also sort of turns on you and like and stings you at the end so it's like it's that whole arc from someone who's like what is with this guy to oh he just fucked this really bad <laughs> yeah Ooh, I but i like how know. like mostly depending on like the like for a number of factors but like how old the, the actor is that played yeah. him like that that like that could go there's so many, many different flavor different flavors to like what you can yeah. be like um because uh, also albert brooks uh Ooh, albert michael brooks. <laughs> michael Ooh. keaton and uh, Billy oh Crystal. <laughs> oh, all Billy those are great. Crystal. Oh my God. I want to see the Billy Crystal. I actually, I actually do have to say, I think Michael Keaton, because I think one of the things with the character and getting Benicio del Toro, I think, and this is me completely hypothesizing and projecting, but I think, you know, one of Ryan Johnson's motivations for casting him was like, I just want to have a Benicio del Toro in my Star Wars movie. Like, right. why not? Uh, so, so, uh, so I have a feeling that like someone very well could have said the same thing. Like, I want, I want to get Michael Keaton in my Star Wars movie or something <laughs> like that. I mean, or even like hell. Uh, uh, let's go with uh, 
Christopher Walken. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I I came up with a, a Jean Renault. Uh, oh, nice. A, as a turncoat, good. which he which essentially he does in like most of the films he, he's in. Uh, so I feel like <laughs> right. he's kind of a, nat- a natural fit. The other one that popped in my head just now was uh, Steve Buscemi, thinking back to Reservoir Ooh. Dogs as well. Uh, it's kind of like you really can't trust this guy. Also, Fargo, like everything he's in, like he's just really don't trust this guy. I think I had Buscemi on. Yeah, I did on my Hux list. <laughs> <laughs> on your Hux list. <laughs> the Hux list. Um, <laughs> I'd watch that show. The Hux list. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's on the or Star Wars universe. <laughs> or James Spader. Oh, uh, speaking Ooh, of James Spader, Spader. Uh, Russ, uh, someone on the original trilogy.com forums posted recently they were really taken with your casting for James Spader as the young Obi Wan Kenobi. It was there was inspired inspired casting on on your part. I forgot to mention to you. Uh, um, screenshot that for me. I need that on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> because you're no, still in feather, feathered hair James Spader era it's like ah uh, it's yeah, perfect man. it's perfect Spader Prime uh, can't beat that. <laughs> uh, for the benefit of our listeners go check out our episode prequels 1986 to uh, uh, to hear some of our other uh, prequel recasting from the 1980s um, okay uh, do we have any directors for The Last Jedi 1998 I've got another one that's animal of Jonathan Demme that's like it wouldn't really happen but it would help Russ's casting with Katie Holmes through the ice storm because uh Ang Lee. Ang Lee? Ang yeah. Lee. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm really I love the ice storm. I don't yeah, I'm, I don't I'm feeling it. I don't think it's like a perfect fit in every way, but like um I just think that like a lot of his movies tend to be like have a lot of like family and like kind of cross generational themes, which would kind of work for this the, the premise of this entire trilogy as a whole. Um and I feel like I was trying to think of better directors from around the time that would kind of have just kind of, I feel like you'd kind of do okay at handling um, the themes that like Ryan Johnson kind of brought to last Jedi mm. uh, that more like kind of humanist like approach. Um, I don't well, know if I you would be that... good with the darkness though. Or, I mean, I guess it's not a super dark movie, but well, yeah, like that. And he also um, with a lot of his later movies showed a willingness to, really work with cutting edge special effects technology uh, you know i'm i'm thinking of the hulk i'm thinking of life of pi i'm thinking of uh oh god there's one that i'm leaving out this is the movie that he met nick nolte on that's why he's in the hulk <laughs> right <laughs> oh yeah i forgot nick nolte's in the hulk <laughs> um uh mine is uh mimi leader who oh nice in 1998 did uh he yeah, uh, Deep Impact. Uh, for similar reasons, I think she would really get into the beating hearts of these characters in a way that that I think that I think I know not everyone shares this, but I think um, Ryan Johnson did, and I think it's um, uh, you know she was um, for better or worse. I think this was the time when she was at a point in her career where she would have been considered for something like this. Yeah, actually, I really this is an awesome pick. John had um, either Luke Besson or Sam Raimi. Oh, Besson. nice! Yeah, I mean, if I he like would have done it, I mean, I don't know. He he strikes me as a guy who who might not want to, to do a major franchise film, but I mean, who knows? Um, well, well I mean, I just... John, John Reno's playing DJ, so <laughs> yeah, right. No, that's true. That's true. Um, the other one that I just thought of was um, 
who directed Alien Resurrection? That um, he was oh, Jean Jean Pierre Jeannot. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe Jean Pierre Jeannot would have directed. He could have directed Last Jedi '98 instead of instead of Alien Resurrection. Yeah, I could see. I, I can like see that. that. You know, and I have to say, going back, um, Fry's uh, choice for Demi really works because if you think about it, you know, uh, David Lynch uh, does the Elephant Man, you know, and get, then gets tapped for uh, Return of the Jedi originally so it's really in there's like a tradition of like making a great film winning an award and making a star or potentially making a star wars film so i think it's in it's in the universe canon that demi would be uh, a prime choice and also uh, you got to think if if they're like this is going on at this point like uh the third into like a third decade of this like consistently so assuming that's these movies are being released like theatrically like they must be something along like james bond mold where like people are right. still into it like they're they're either i mean they're either a direct video or they're like still something that like a hot property that people want to get involved in well the interesting thing about the james bond example is that they went kind of the other way in terms of directors like they sort of had a stable of like james bond directors and like they direct bond movies and not really anything else like you know very famously steven spielberg begged to direct a james bond movie but uh, they didn't want someone of his stature because they wanted to be able to sort of not micromanage, but like they didn't want someone who would like have too much of an individual unique voice. It's, it's funny because like me and Miles, like the James Bond movies did tend to just kind of like model any given entry would like model like whatever is popular at the time. Like Moonraker comes after Star Wars, <laughs> like so. Right. Like they they do want to rip off those things, but they don't want the actual people that are making it coming. Like. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, no, those are all uh, really interesting choices. Is there anyone for Last Jedi nineteen ninety eight who we? Um, um, well, director, the other I would Stephen Summers would be my other way to go with it. The guy that did the Mummy and Deep Rising. Oh <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good name for that. Oh, you know what? That was my other another Poe. Oh, is Brendan Fraser? Oh, uh, like he would have actually. Yeah, I guess that does that could work because I mean, like he would have to get to mummy level Brendan Fraser earlier, but like because I think that's kind of after Encino Man, and like he was doing movies then. But like, and I think maybe right. that would have worked because like he would have, depending on like how much these movies attract A-list actors at this point, like he could be the type of actor right then that would do a lead role in one of these. I got a weird one. It's probably a mismatch for for directing uh, characters, but uh, Michael Bay still coming off music videos and not having yet made Bad Boys in uh, nineteen ninety five. So so he would be like a so you're hot. Thinking, so you're thinking for the Last Jedi in ninety eight or for for the Force Awakens? After Bad Boys, I feel like he, he goes into the Rock. Like I feel like he's maybe the Rock is the proving ground that makes them think that he can direct yeah. the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, um, I forgot to mention John's picks for director for Force Awakens 1995. Michael Bay was one of them, and also uh, Roland Emmerich, who would yeah. have, I guess, directed this instead of Stargate, or maybe right after Stargate, because Stargate comes out in 94. Right. So I guess, um, yeah, either, either way. As long as you don't touch my Stargate, we're fine. <laughs> Leave it alone. I need my Spader speaking, vehicle. Right, I was going to say, speaking of James Spader, and... Um, yeah. Okay. So let's uh, let's move on to Rise of Skywalker. We have General Pride, Janna, and Zori Bliss are the new characters that we have yet to cast. So um, 
do we have any general prides? I, I was uh, boring yeah, here. Uh, Gary Oldman was my general pride uh, okay. choice. Um, Terrence Stamp. Ooh. Terrence Stamp. Ooh. That would be yes. I like it. I like it. That's good. And I feel like there is a movie, uh, The Real McCoy, that came out like in '93. I feel like he should have the hair that he has in that because he's kind of like he's balding, but he's got like kind of the long, long white hair. Kind of on his shoulder, isn't that? Uh, mine is um, Tom Baker, who played the fourth Doctor Who. Um, oh, yeah. This is a really long walk for, for a ham sandwich here, but um, it's sort of like I'm thinking similar to the character. He was a part of the Empire, so he's sort of his glory days are behind him, but he still has like the commanding presence. And he's sort of, he's really, he's really over this and he's annoyed that he has to even be serving alongside these, these youngins. Um, that's sort of my, uh, yeah, I like that. my rationale there. And also I just think the Tom Baker should be in everything. So, <laughs> um, do we have any Jana's who was, I guess the love interest. It's, it's, it's sad that that's how I, I think of the character, but she's just like a love interest for Finn. Yeah. Um, uh, also an ex stormtrooper. Yeah. You know what? Like, um, I actually have, I have a few for this, but I'd lure your petty for this one. Um, that's good. Just cause yeah, like it would have been tank girl or era Lori petty. <laughs> so maybe, um, okay. Maybe Pamela Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I went a totally different direction. I wanted to be played uh, by both Bulger Petty and Pamela Anderson in different switches <laughs> which is at some point. <laughs> Russ, who was your pick? So I went with Jessica Alba, who would be coming off Camp Ooh. Nowhere. Camp as, Nowhere. <laughs> so, 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 so she's at, she's uh, 12, but I feel like uh, she, she seems like she projects a little bit older than that. And then also uh, like having like a young, like kind of similar to that young character from Solo that, that's like leading like that resistance group. No, yeah, um, sort of like a child soldier, like yeah, yeah. And I, no, I like that. Yeah, and and cool. I see. I, I feel like she has she has the uh, the acting chops at a young age. I I feel like that might have been nice, a good character for her to, to step into. No, I like that. Yeah. I like that. I was also thinking Aaliyah for this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Okay. You no, know, um, I just want to go back to General Pride because I did have one other one because when I hear General Pride, I think Pride, I think of Jonathan Price. Ooh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, no, I love me some Jonathan Price. No, that's okay. I like that. Um Zori Blitz, who was played by Carrie Russell in Rise of Skywalker twenty nineteen, who would have played Zori Bliss eighteen years prior in two thousand one? Marissa Tomei. Oh nice. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. I'm sold. <laughs> so there's only one name. So I was like, well, I just cast Carrie Russell. <laughs> I have to, I have to like, so basically now I'm seeing Carrie Russell is playing like in her, in her uh, later years is basically playing like what I'm considering like a Marissa Tomei role <laughs> in, in her That's, current yeah, like yeah. acting career in a way. It's my weird, my weird Russ <laughs> version of things. So nice. no, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. right, what about you? Um, this one's, I feel like pretty obscure and I do have a, like a kind of a backup that's a little more recognizable, but for now, uh, Catherine Cart- uh, Cartledge, who is a, she was like, she actually died and like at the age of like 41 in like 2000, 2001, but like throughout the 90s, she was in like a few Mike Lee movies, uh, including like Naked with David Thewlis, 
And oh, okay. She was in the Lars Reinscher movie uh, Breaking the Waves. Oh, uh, okay. As oh. as um, Emily Watson's like uh, sister, and she's just got this kind of like really subdued, but like sort of mysterious style. And I feel like she could, um, in a way that's not distracting, kind of convey like a pretty deep, like kind of character and a backstory for, for Zori Bliss. Like, um, and I could see like if they went the way worth, like you just see her eyes. I th- she's got pretty expressive, like unique eyes. So no, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at her now. No, yeah, no, that's a good pick. Why was she top of mind for you? Was it from naked um, or actually it was from breaking the waves. Like I was just oh, kind of like, yeah, for some reason, for this character, like I was trying to think of somebody who not a, a, like, unfortunately, because she did die, like, but like not a, a like, and never became like, and it didn't have been doing a lot of roles because she died young and like never became like particularly well known as mm. like a, as a film actor. So like, I don't know. I, 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 like that. I feel like for this character, like it's more interesting. Like the, it was like a little bit of like stunt casting in the actual movie. And like, it would have been more interesting if there was like an actual actor that kind of blends into the role but like really stands out and you're like who the hell is this person you know, i like that i like that i'm gonna go the other direction i just got uh an idea uh, as you were talking but um meg ryan in my nice. mind she's she's kind of the the carrie russell equivalent like 2019 carrie russell is like 2001 meg ryan for some reason mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i can see that i yeah. think their ages are like or similar like they're they're at that time like early mid 40s and yeah. yeah it is it is kind of like stunt casting um so john's list he has ashley judd Ooh. oh nice yeah uh jennifer lopez okay gina gershon and maria bello huh. oh yeah those are all really good yeah Maria bello i like a lot and so who are we who are we pairing her off with so uh, this character, her big thing was she was a former lover of Poe. So, well, it's got to be John Cusack. Yeah, I'm thinking Will Smith and Ashley Judd. Will mm. Smith and I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, who do we have for directors for Rise of Skywalker 01? Um, this is another long shot one, Peter Weir. Oh, I would kill to see a Star Wars by Peter Weir, but yeah, because yeah. I feel like he would handle Ray very well. Um, and he, I feel like I, he would do that, and he would. Assuming Last Jedi is pretty much like as it is, I feel like he would kind of take that over pretty well. But I, I, I think he especially would handle Ray well because all his movies like have to do with like being like out of place, you know, like and like mm. whether they went with Palpatine or they just made her nobody, or nobody. they made or they made her. The other solo twin, like Russ said, like I feel like he could have integrated that well and like actually done something with it rather than like do like nothing with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, showing your cards there. Um, Russ, you were recently seeing uh, Peter Weir's praises. You just saw Master and Commander, right? Yeah, all the way through, finally. I think I'd only seen pieces of it over the years. And I was just like, oh, this is just a great work of cinema. Yeah, I I would yeah. I think that'd be a great choice. Yeah, also, like that. Oh, I was just say like like going back to your like, would there be Star Wars fatigue by this what like third decade of, of Star Wars? And so by <laughs> then it's like, are are they losing numbers? Is are the audience not coming? Like, all right, what do we have to do? Like, instead of making greater cinema, we need to like blow their blow their socks off. So I think Michael Bay would be a better choice here for Rise of Skywalker. 
So I'll throw that because I think like we need to razzle dazzle them. We need to get get the butts in the seats. We need explosions and intensity and and uh, and spinning cameras. Uh, so I think that's yeah. I mean, so he would have done this instead of I guess Pearl Harbor, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that that sounds right. No, yeah, I see the the logic there. Um, my pick for director of Rise of Skywalker 01 is Joe Johnston, who directed Jurassic Park 3 mm. instead of yeah. I mean, in the real world. He, uh, uh, Jurassic <laughs> Park 3. Um, so and also the Rocketeer. So so he was also oh, on my man. list for The Force Awakens. Or you could make the case for any one of these movies. Like I think, you know, coming from the ILM Lucasfilm family, he was definitely a shoe in for one of these and then, you know, watching Light and Magic, I didn't realize that George Lucas basically paid for him to go to film school and recommended him to be the director for The Rocketeer. So so I think as someone who promotes from within, I definitely think Joe Johnston is a very likely and realistic and logical choice to direct one of these movies. Yeah, totally. I think it would actually either be that. I'm like, I had one other thing that I think if it's not Joe Johnson, like it would definitely be in 2001, the ninth movie, it would be a John Turtle tub. And I feel like that would justify the reason why anytime there is a John Turtle tub movie, the trailer says directed by John Turtle tub. Like if he directed <laughs> rides of Skywalker, whatever it is, like it would make like, Oh yeah, it makes sense. That's why they say his name at the end of the trailer. <laughs> Um, John's two picks. He's either Peter Jackson, nice, coming off of um, the Frighteners. Yeah, the, fr- the Frighteners. Oh, so I, I guess he would have done this instead of Lord of the Rings. So maybe no. we don't want to. Yeah, no, we I don't like s- that. <laughs> but I could. I guess I could see that happening if you're going to get a director like that. Like that kind of makes the most sense, other than maybe Michael Bay, because like I mean, he wasn't quite Peter Jackson yet at that point, and like. He would be obviously like capable right. of like tackling right. wanting to, wanting to tackle something like this. Yeah, well, uh, those are all of my picks. That's everyone that I have. Is there anyone that we didn't mention or any errant thoughts you guys had that didn't fit into the uh, sort well, of outline for this? Uh, the Codebreaker and Last Jedi that Justin Thoreau plays. I feel like that that could have been Harvey Gaitel just basically playing Winston Wolf. Like Winston Wolf, you just see him for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's good. Um, oh no, yeah, that reminded me. I had um, I had thought of Harvey Keitel for Snoke because uh, I just think that'd be funny. Um, a <laughs> lot of good names. Like I want to see these movies. I I'm really always like by the end of these episodes where we do these these alternate reality castings. Um, I I want to see these movies. Yeah. So uh, so we've done the prequels. We did Rogue One. Uh, what should we do next? Now that we've done the sequel should we do solo should we do any of this the shows should we do the mandalorian next i don't know what do you think yeah i could do any one of actually i mean i could do any one of those but mandalorian might be interesting we can have somebody who's like in a helmet well i'd recast the mandalorian with boba fett and the boba fett would be the expanded (laughs) universe boba fett (laughs) well so what's interesting too is that I feel like the Mandalorian casting is just kind of like, who wants to be in a Star War? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who's popular right now? No, it's not even who's popular. It's just like, who wants to be in it? And are you in the area from June 7th to 13th? And you can... And you can be the guest star in this episode is like is like kind of out. So so I feel like they're already doing their kind of fantasy casting on that show. Maybe it's not a good one. Amy, Amy Sedaris, do you want to be Jerry Blank as Ellen Ripley? (laughs) (laughs) 
who do you think uh, suggested the no eyebrows? Was that her idea? It's like, I can't have eyebrows if I'm playing this character. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. Her, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to check in about that. They got burned she, like, off. She puts like, like thrust tape her on her nose to like, but like <laughs> pull her. <laughs> like. Um, yeah. I don't know. We'll have to think on this because I enjoy these alternate history episodes of these alternate uh universe what if episodes um if you like what you heard please visit us at trashcompod.com where you can find transcripts of this episode and all our other episodes um you can shoot us an email if you have any thoughts about what we should do next at trashcompod at gmail.com and or leave us a message drop us a dm we are trashcompod across all social media and we will see you on the next one